Triple M's Dead Set Legends for Betfair. Play your own way this autumn racing carnival by setting your own odds at Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. For your Saturday morning, we've got the biggest sports show in town. Let's go, go, go! Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Legendary. Joey Montagna, Jay Clark, Kath Lockman and Lima. What a legend. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Yes, hello and good morning. Week two of Dead Set Legends in 2023. How are we, team? Oh, we we survived, didn't we? we? After the first show, we're still on air, Lemo, yeah. so that's good. <laughs> we did indeed. We flew out of the blocks last week, yep. and a mate of mine actually sent me a text, said he was listening to the show, loved it, yep. uh, very informative, very yep. funny, Top great. Five was good. And then at the end of his message, he goes, Dead Set Legends, question mark. And I said, hey... We've got 278 games between us yes. in the studio, yes. if you don't mind. Yeah. So, all Australians. And then he sent a photo. Did you ever see that photo from the Miami Grand Prix last year? With Tom Tom Brady, oh, the guy, oh, yeah, David big, Beckham, Michael Jordan, <laughs> yeah, and Lewis sad. Hamilton. He goes, that's dead set legend. <laughs> yeah, not quite this one. Fair comment. That's true. Hey, Jay-Z. Yes. Know you well enough now. I've been doing this show five or six years, and yes. I can see whenever you come in a bit antsy, like you're a bit itchy, you're, you're shuffling around yes. in your seat. It normally means you're going somewhere after this. You've got somewhere to yes. go because I can tell. Yeah, you've got that. True. You can't, yeah. he sort of, he sort of <laughs> like, like dances around. He's a got bit somewhere to be. He's got somewhere to be. He's he wants excited to, about something. Where are you off to? You know me well. Because well, last weekend before footy starts, and so. we need a good blowout, don't we, Joey? Let's be honest. <laughs> Do we? <laughs> and uh, so we're heading to the races. It's Super Saturday at Fleming today. Oh, we taking Jane and wife before. A beautiful. You taking the family. A couple of mates, uh, let's be honest. So while well, we're headed out there. Hang on, and, hang on, uh, hang on. It's the last footy-free weekend, yeah. and you're going to the races with your mates. Yes. I'll be home by six. Hey. My wife will be listening. Oh. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> no, I'll be very low-key. So can't wait to get out there. And what a day for it. This no, is wait, why. stop, stop. <laughs> I want to okay. go back. Really? How do you plant the seeds with yeah. your wife yeah. that you want to go to the races all day Saturday on your last footy-free weekend? Like, is, is this yeah. a Wednesday night you just got to drop a few seeds and be like, no, oh, Kath, what's no, going no. on? His wife's finding out right now. <laughs> no, that's not true, Lamo, because it's sort of, you got to start with the... Do you start Tuesday night, Wednesday? Like, when does this operation You're not begin? claiming there's any work involved oh, or anything. I was you? on the phone, so I didn't do it in person, of course. <laughs> and that's, you got to start with the, hey, babe, how's your day? How's your morning? Oh, good. Oh, yeah, great. Um, Are you yeah. guys a babe type couple? Mm. Well, Cute. Uh, hun. I don't know, I know. Uh, you got to mix them up. <laughs> and uh, anyway, yes. so I got permission, got the green light to go, and we're very supportive of each other's. Uh, she said, look, last footy free weekend, so have a great day. Oh, well, what and, a woman. Um, yeah, isn't she? What She's a, a superstar. What she about you with Erin? Well, I'm taking Erin to a winery tomorrow, last footy free weekend before six months. Husband, I'm though, going in a Point Leo estate. <laughs> we'll have a nice little afternoon together. Mum, my mum and dad will have the kids. And nice. And then, then I won't see her for the next yeah. six months when <laughs> <laughs> footy gets underway. <laughs> That's good. We'll be popular. Um, hey, the, the day today, how beautiful is it? Autumn, the most underrated season of Be- the year. Yeah, best season. You year. are so up and about. Are you? <laughs> now you're ranking the seasons. <laughs> Are we still on air? <laughs> yes. Leroy, can we go to a song, please? We can't be ranking the season. That's it's not going to happen on my watch. Order number one. The Dead Set Legends. Triple M. Uh, Jay-Z, we're going to park your weather chat yes. and get into some footy <laughs> chat. And fierce debate about that in the break. Yeah, so was. We're gonna, cause we were going to... Well, some imbeciles were trying to tell me that winter is better yeah. than summer, which... Yeah. Which is nonsense. Yeah. Which is complete nonsense. I'd make a case for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. We're um, winning listeners from the ABC here, by the way. There was fierce debate, and yes. there's been fierce debate for years about the prison yes. bar jumper, oh. and there's news yeah. this morning. I yeah. mean... 
Take it away. It's been the biggest nonsense argument in football that Port Adelaide hasn't been able to wear its traditional black and white jumper because, let's be honest, Eddie Maguire's been up on his high horse and saying, well, Collingwood's the only magpie in the AFL and we are the only black and white stripe. So there was an agreement when Port Adelaide came into the competition that they couldn't wear this jumper. But Jeff Brown, God uh, God bless him, is coming, the new uh, president of Collingwood. He has made this key concession, very populist move, that Port Adelaide can wear the black and white. It's traditional jumper against Adelaide so, in the round three showdown. I love how Co- Collingwood now get the credit. Oh, good on Collingwood. For <laughs> <laughs> how, why are Collingwood even in this conversation? Surely Port talked to the AFL about the Guernsey they wear. They don't talk to Collingwood about the Guernsey they wear. Hawthorne don't ring up North Melbourne and say, hey, are we okay, clear to wear this this week? Well, no, we don't. I don't understand how. Anyway, it was it's, annoying. Of, it's annoying. Collingwood shouldn't even be in the conversation. I love how you just dropped a wee. Like, no, we don't like you work at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Jeff I've always I. said if you're a paid up member, you can say wee, yeah. but if you're not, you can't. So that'll happen round three. They'll wear the black and white jumper for the showdown. Kenny Hinkley, Joey, will have them wound up like a two bob watch mm-hmm. in that uh, in that jumper. Now, a big uh, development in the Taron Thomas uh, situation. He will make his comeback in the, in the Kangaroos VFL side, a practice match, probably play about a half. And Joey, he is genuinely battling to reignite his AFL career. So we know um, there is the charge of threatening to uh, distribute an intimate image of a woman. Uh, The club has already said he's got to win his teammates' respect back. He's doing some counselling, some education programs. His fitness has also been an issue because he's been away from the club. So Taron Thomas' first step back will be today, probably play a half in that VFL comeback. Is he available to play AFL if they want, or are they saying he can't play at AFL level until... A bit yeah, more yeah, they've they've indicated that he won't be back. Selection. Yeah, I mean, from fit from a fitness perspective, they're saying he's only probably up to playing a oh, half in right. a in a VFL practice match. So that tells you where that's got. He has got some work to do now. The big story of the week, team, has been our man Ross Lyon mm. and the uh, yeah. leaked audio or the mm. uploaded file, um, which you know could could contain some absolute nuggets. And guess what? This hasn't come out though yet. I haven't heard anything. Well, I've heard. I've got a snippet. For you, Ooh. you've got the audio. I've got, I've got my hands on a just a thirty seconds of audio You're from pulling it. Your leg. You don't I'm actually. not pulling your legs, so I'd be listening at about quarter past eleven Ooh. because I'm going to uh, share that with our listeners. You've got to wait an hour Some to of, hear well, the best. It's big, so um, I'll, I'll tell you what. Good thing he's cuddly, Ross. Uh, these days, that's for sure, because. Had that been sort of a 10-year-ago sort of thing, he'd be back in the Triple M country box. Or if it had been audio by about mid-year this year, it might be a bit of a different, (laughs) might be a bit more fruity while he's still up and about pre-season. Yeah, so of course, round one just around the corner, isn't it? Some big injury stories. This is flying under the radar at Melbourne, uh, Joe, because Jack Viney hasn't cleared, uh, got clearance yet from that knee knee injury, so he could be missing the blockbuster against the Bulldogs. Bailey Fritch also hasn't done a lot of work with a foot problem, so he's a concern. Tom Hawkins for the Cats, not expecting him to play the Cats are saying he's still a chance, but I think he's more doubtful. And Carlton expected to roll the dice on McGovern and a Jack Martin, despite heavily uh, interrupted preseason for that massive one against Richmond, because there's always an upset in round one, isn't yeah. there? Mm. Well, normally there is, but if you look at these games, it is the most 50 50 round. I know, round I was just looking, ever. trying Every to pick game one. is 50 50, mm. I would say. So Richmond Carlton, you could make a case either way. Yep. Geelong Collingwood with a couple either of injuries way. for Geelong. North Melbourne, West Coast. At Marvel. Flip a coin. It's a 50-50 game. North yep. Melbourne's great chance to win one, Lemo. No, Port Adelaide, Brisbane. Uh, 
Can we can we do a crowd prediction for North <laughs> yeah. Melbourne West Coast at Marvel? <laughs> I mean Melbourne Bulldogs, you can flip a coin. Dogs yep. are flying. There Gold are Coast Sydney in the Gold Coast is maybe the yeah. one that is probably going to be the, the mm. biggest fluctuation in the yeah. market. Giants Adelaide at at the home of the the Giants, yeah. and then Hawthorne Essendon. The old famous rivalry. That's a big chance for the Hawks. That is going to be massive. Very important that Hawthorne wins that game. We have to beat Essendon and Geelong. And then I'm happy. We only need to win two games this year. Probably St Kilda Frio is the other one. Maybe you'd think Fremantle will go in sort of pretty heavy favourites. But it's at Marvel. And versus Rossi's first game, he gives Saints a chance. Great first round. Beauty. If if I'm concerned about a team early on, and I know Brad Scott's got a lot of work ahead of him to try and sort of refurbish that defence and their defensive style, I think Hawthorne are a big chance of knocking up knocking over the Bombers. They were unimpressive against uh, St Kilda mm-hmm. last weekend, Joey. So I think that is one where Hawthorne, some tips to finish last, really could get an uh, early scalp for their premiership reunion, of course. Some. I was on the Herald Sun website. Yeah, some, namely Jay Clark, yeah, tipping Hawthorne for the wooden spoon. Oh, this right. Right. Yes. yes, but I Did think you... round one, they're a big chance. You tipped Hawthorne for the wooden spoon. Well, who, yeah. would you put, who would you put who last? Oh, North. Mm. Mm. Yeah, North. Yeah, good <laughs> Hawks will be bolters this year. Top four, I reckon. <laughs> JC is very up and about today. Like almost that a teetering on annoying yeah. up and about. <laughs> well, I'm surprised. Where is the bag of fruit? Because previously when you've gone to the races from Dead Set Legends, you've come in with the suit. Have yep. you got it here? It's, it's all yep. here, ready to ready go. To go. Got the tie. Something else pricked my ears during the week, Kath. I was in mm-hmm. here at Triple M. Jay Clark was here at the same time. Mm. And I just happened to walk past and I heard him having a conversation with someone <laughs> bragging about mm-hmm. a dad's game of cricket last week where Jay was telling the people that were listening that he was best on ground, that he'd taken <laughs> two unbelievable catches that reminded him of Mark War. He took <laughs> two wickets. You he need made to 22 stop doing runs. This. And I'm like, Jay, yes. yeah. stop doing this. Yes. Because what it did, it reminded me of last year Limo, we had we I spoke know exactly about the dad's footy game. Yes. And Jay Clark. Well, let's take a listen first and then we'll get to it. <laughs> There's a best on for each team. And who won it for your team? Might have been me, Joey. Oh! Oh! At halftime, it did take some Panadol. <laughs> leather poisoning. I was feeling that sick. <laughs> leather, leather poisoning. You yeah, like say that. you were best on. Was that decided by someone else yes. independently? Yes, Or did was. you decide you were best on? No, not me, of course. So they did. Got the little medal for the football. So then we... So you tried way too hard. That's what we're talking about. Any dad that wins best on ground at yeah. dad's game of footy yeah. tries yeah. way too hard. And yeah. now you're now I've overheard you basically mm. saying you tried mm. way too hard in a dad's cricket game again. Yeah. You've got there's something, you've got a problem. Uh, the Joe. cream rises, doesn't it, Joe? <laughs> I mean, it's, good. it's a good, uh, great event for uh, St. Monica's Primary School, a big dad's network, and we get together yeah. and you know, have a few beers and play a game of cricket and basically relive all our sporting uh, glories. And um, well, I think it might have been the catches uh, that Was got it? me out because I, I pinged my calf earlier in the game and then I had to sprint along the boundary, sort of diving. That was gutsy. Courageously. Yeah. Um, so I think like when you take a catch in a cr- dad's cricket game, like, everyone's pretty surprised, aren't they? You know, given that we're all you know, not, mm. not amazing. But anyway, I plucked a couple of catches. It was it was a super day and um because you're a man of many talents i mean people just think yeah. you're a bit of a nerdy journalist yeah. that's what most people say to me <laughs> yeah. in the street nerdy anyway, journalist yes. with a good tan with a good mm, tan but yes. you've got the cricket the footy yeah. and it got me thinking and mm. i want to get to know limo a bit more about mm. any sort of sporting achievements and some sporting achievements as a kid that you might have been able to accomplish because jay we'll get to another one in a moment mm. jay as i said a man of many talents but have you got one maybe yeah, a bit of a random sport there's something that you excelled at as a kid I mean, jay's clearly an outstanding footballer and cricketer mm. i was i mean i could talk about being a state 400 meter runner but i don't want to bore you, you guys really? Really? with that what really? was your fastest time do you remember slick as a 15 year old i yeah. ran a 50 flat 50 seconds flat wow. Wow. what did kathy freeman win 
Sydney 49.7 or something, I reckon. Wow. wow. So, you technically... so I would have nearly cleaned up Kathy Graham <laughs> as a 15-year-old. That's pretty <laughs> impressive. But probably my biggest achievement was coming 13th in a celebrity race at the Grand Prix back in 2011. <laughs> I, I absolutely dominated in the electric Lexus. It was disappointing watching those things come off the grid and making no noise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just completely silent up into the you first making the noises in your, by yourself as you're like... Yeah. Nyum, nyum. <laughs> I had... To, I, Either Sav Rocker or Brad Hodge actually won that. We're speaking to Hodge later. We'll have to. Yeah, he's coming on. Were you a bit unlucky? Were you in that? I just couldn't couldn't get the speed up on that. (laughs) (laughs) You, Kat, because you bang on. You you run a lot. We know you run everywhere. Anything else? I did the Roto swim. Oh, did you? Yeah. What's that? So the Roto swim is this event in WA. It starts from Cottesloe Beach, and you swim to Rottnest Island. Very sharky. Yeah, yeah, very sharky. That's courageous. I wouldn't be doing. There are moments when you. I was looking down and the bottom of the ocean floor it looks so far away and then you're just mm. thinking, imagine if you just saw a little shark mm. cruising by. You'd start yeah. swimming a lot it's faster. A great one. Mm. How far is that swim? It's 19.8 kilometres, but you don't swim in a straight line, do you? So you probably end up swimming 22 k's. Jeepers. Because wow. it might have been, Jade. no, these two haven't heard just your boxing career. about you. Getting, oh, my gosh. He's, got he's actually up. getting up photos. Oh, oh, let me get a photo up of my Roto swim too, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's good to get the, the, the context. There's a white collar Hang on, charity. So you're a boxer. Internationally registered boxer. So my what? so and you had to come up with your own nickname. Hang on, that's exactly what I was about to ask. Oh. What was your name? You know, Sugar Ray Leonard. He was a famous boxer. Yeah. Sugar Jay Clark, of oh, course. Oh, come wow. out with the, the red hot chili peppers. Can't stop. <laughs> Leroy, I feel like you need to jump in here. Oh, oh, oh. Did you have a song? Did you come out to a song like Eye of the Tiger or something? Yep. Three, oh, can't stop, sorry. Three yeah. rounds. It was one of the most um, exhilarating things I've ever done to step into a ring and have some bloke Andrew Battleship was his name and um, I just throw punches at you. So anyway, got the chocolates. There it is. Oh, it mm. gets me up. Can I just say sure. I'm looking at a picture here of the ref holding your arm up in victory yeah. at the end of the fight. Andrew Battleship has his head bowed as if to say, I will never live this down. This is the worst moment of my life. He's feeling the shame there. Wait, are you going to get back in the ring? We'll come watch. We'll support. Um, We're Dead Set Legends team. Retired with 100% uh, winning record. But it was only three rounds of uh, three minutes and uh, my heart was pumping. But it was um, it takes courage to step into the ring. It does. I'll tell you what I've done that at the footy club lots of times. Yes, we did. We did some little sparring. It was it absolutely is, is quite difficult. But yep. What about me, you? Well, I've got a little random. I, I bowled a 200 in 10-pin bowling. Which, did you? I mean, 300's a perfect score. I bowled a 200. I did. So I, over 200. So that was, for me, like a bit of a highlight. So we yeah. stole one of the pins so I could have it as a little... As a, <laughs> you still have it? Down one. This is when I was a lot younger. <laughs> Tucked it under the T-shirt, rent it just as a souvenir. Yeah. I bowled like a 206 or something in 10-pin bowling. So last week you said mm. you're a hornbag. You're a thief as well. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a teenager. Did all those things. Oh, no, nice. Very good. Yeah. Good Jay Clark. Yeah. Good job, Jay Clark. Pumping now. his own tyres up, by the way. That could be a show on its own. <laughs> Uh, hey, um, we need to chat to uh, Rusty. He's joining us up next. What's going on with McLaren? Mm. The girl, yeah. no good. Yeah. yeah. So Daniel Ricciardo struggled in it last year. Maybe it wasn't the drive. It might have been the car. Yeah, it sounds it. like it. We will chat to Rusty next. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends, Joey J, Kath and Lee. Joey J, Kath, Lemo. The Dead Set Legends on Melbourne's 105.1 Triple M. Sport is full of legends, and so is this show. Joey Montagna, Jay Clark, Kath Lochnan, and Limo. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. 
Time to talk all things motorsport, and for that we go to this man. Rusty's Motorsport Update. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Yes, our mate Greg Rust. Rusty from the Rusty's Garage podcast, which you can get for free on the Listener app. Hello, Rusty. It is the first big test of the new supercar era when we go racing today in Newcastle. Is there some concern about drivers' feet getting burnt? Hello, Cass. Good morning. Uh, yes, this was a subject of discussion in the post-Friday practice press conference yesterday, and it mainly uh, centred around the champion, Shane Van Gisbergen, who you guys know is quite tall. Um, with race cars like this, you don't have the, the kind of carpet and, and soundproofing like you would have at an ordinary road car. It's bare metal, and a lot of the heat coming off the engine area uh, gets quite hot down around the pedals where the brake and accelerator and clutch are and so on. So with the thin race boots that they have, he felt it was going to be really hard work over the 95 laps today. And they made a few changes last night uh, to enable people to put some, some heat shielding in that area of the car to protect their feet. I just had visions of Fred Flintstone for some reason. <laughs> feet out the bottom of the car. <laughs> now, Rusty, the new Mustangs and Camaros, they look tough. They sound cool. I'd love one in my driveway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but will it be the familiar faces up front or will the new regulations change the pecking order? Limo, you know, I talked to Garth Tander uh, during the week about this for the podcast and he's raced them. He's driven the new generation car as well. Um, five-time Bathurst winner, so he knows, right? His words are, for the first, maybe third or half of the championship, we are genuinely going to see the tree get a shake here. People that don't have old habits necessarily from the old car, muscle memory and so on, will do things differently. The cars move around a lot more. Uh, they tend to, to use the rear tyres a lot more, so those that can preserve them a little bit better... We're going to get a bit of variety here, and I think it's going to make for an exciting first half of the championship, that's for sure. And, Rusty, in the F1, it is time to start talking about McLaren because I reckon they've been a dud car for a couple of years, to be honest, and it was a poor race Tell us what one. you really think, James. Oh, look, well, Ricardo had to suffer through it, yeah, let's no, be honest, the orange uh, flash. They've been woeful, but Oscar Piastri, the new Aussie, he's in there, but his teammate Lando Norris says, don't panic just yet. I'm panicking. What says you, Rusty? Well, you know what? I'm a little nervous like you. Uh, Both Lando and Oscar have been total pros about the way they handle this and kind of, you know, it's like, hey, just remember, it's only round one. We've got some new technical things that will come online as the year goes on for the team. Um, But, I mean, uh, Oscar was out after 13 laps with a gearbox issue and they stopped Lando something like six times during the race, and it still mm. ended up retiring with about two laps to go. So it's not, not been a good start for them. Um, trying to be glass half full, which is, uh, which is good, but, man, it needs a turnaround. You're right. Hey, Rusty, appreciate your time. We'll chat next week. Have a great weekend, guys. Thank you. Rusty's Motorsport Update. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Jay-Z, I've just started season five of Drive to Survive. Are you up to date? I've finished it already. Oh, I've watched not? it all. Oh. It's so, oh, I want to ask about the Ricardo McLaren thing behind closed doors, but was it good? It, yeah, outstanding. I absolutely love it. I watched it in yep. yeah, three nights. Yes. It's turned into a real F1 nuffy, haven't you, in the last couple yes. of years? And I can't wait. It's coming here in a couple of weeks, Albert Park. Are we going to be broadcasting Ooh, there live? I hope so. Will you be in one of those corporate boxes yelling advice down to the drivers as they pull in <laughs> he's the tyre changes? He's getting to that stage. <laughs> we'll all be one of those. <laughs> we'll be there. Bit box, box. Um, now, Jay-Z. Yes. You were the star of the show last week. What? Your top five. Mm. 
got massive traction. Yeah. Can we all agree? Define massive traction. (laughs) Well, Well, there were a few complaints with your top five, but all in all, it really sparked discussion. So we thought this could be a weekly thing. Backed by popular demand. That's it. Backed by popular demand. So So are you up for this? Every week... You're going to come to us with a top five and yeah. we will pick yeah, it sure. apart and yeah. tear you down. Yeah. And is this a deliberate tactic to drop the ratings of the show? <laughs> what are we doing? Well, it's a new idea. No one's ever done it before. So <laughs> I'll give it a go. The Dead Set Legends, Triple M. Hey, Jay-Z, uh, yep. your top five last week yes. was extraordinary <laughs> yep. in so many ways. Mm-hmm. The feedback um, was incredible. But <laughs> what was it? Well, they basically <laughs> said, we did the top five MCG moments no, no, no. in the past. You did the top <laughs> five right. I did. MCG and, moments. Don't drag us into and, this. And to be honest, I did think of the idea about five seconds before I actually <laughs> said it. And um, and the good people loved it. Been you know walking down Chapel Street this week. Oh, Jay Z loved the top five. Blah blah blah. Really? So you got stuck just recap. The, the controversial one, of yeah. course, was there was there's something about I can't even remember the people involved. Well, but it was a comic. So the we don't need to recap. Games. We did the Dom Sheed. Um, oh goal. God, here we go again. We, did we, we have Warnie's, to revisit it. Warn, I want to build oh. it up. Warney's um, 700th wicket. We right. did the World Cup wins, which was yeah. extraordinary. We did the. Uh, other one, which I can't remember. We did the Karen McCann's um, entrance in the 2006 <laughs> Com Games. Stunning marathon win where she entered the arena at the same Google time. Google Karen McCann. <laughs> no, but sorry, you started with that moment as your top five. She was you didn't five. start with Wardy's 700 no. wicket. You started yeah. with that. She was number five. On the other one was Ed Sheeran, of course, because I went to That's Ed Sheeran the night before. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so, if anyone wants to provide Jay-Z with some feedback, by the way, one triple three five three is our number. Oh, and if you've got contributions now, what, yes. what's happening here, by the way? What's well, your list? Well, so, wait, top five's going to be a thing every week on our show. Well, it's well, so. like, well we what, certainly hope not. We'll have to be a meeting at some point. <laughs> in case I get the flick. Guess what, people? We're doing it again. Hit a Leroy. On Triple N's oh, Dead Set Legends, it's Jay-Z's top five. What? He's Hang got on. it. He's got it, ain't it? We clearly missed a meeting somewhere oh, along the line. And it's a good one. Now, so what I've decided to do today is the top five sporting movies of all time. And I don't think this has ever been done before. And it's, what, what, why I went with this okay. is basically because, well, Creed Three, uh, Lemo, uh, yeah. broke the record um, at the weekend for the highest grossing weekend for a sports movie. That's right. At, I believe it knocked out Karate Kid. Yes. The, re- the remake. Oh, yes. Wow. Which was a terrible film. We, well, with Apollo, I thought about this for the mm. top five. So with apologies to Mr. Miyagi and Daniel Sun, because everyone said wax on, wax off at some point in their life, Joey. So mm-hmm. I haven't got Karate Kid or Jerry Maguire in my top five, but I did think long and hard about it. But starting at number five, this is the Hollywood movie which revolutionised uh, recruiting. It was Brad Pitt. It was Jonah Hill. It was Moneyball, Joey. Oh, good. Yeah. And as a, as, an, as a sporty nerd like yourself, yep. you would love this. Let's have, t- take a listen to some of it, Leroy. We are the last dog at the bowl. You see what happens to the runt of the litter? He dies. <laughs> mm. If we try to play like the Yankees in here, we will lose to the Yankees out there. So yep. the, the low-budget roster, yep. how they try and... Sounded like Simon, uh, uh, James Gallagher, St Kilda, <laughs> trying, <laughs> to get, trying to get the money ball theory for the Saints. You washed up types. <laughs> anyway, it's a great movie if you haven't seen it. Now, coming at number four, I think Sports Illustrated has this as its greatest movie of all time. Oh, a little bit lower than that. At number four, it's a more playful rom-com. Kevin Costner, Tim Robbins, Costner in his absolute prime, Susan Sarand. It was Bull Durham. Oh, yeah. So it's the... Um, the love triangle, you know, yeah. the hot shot pitcher, and then the washed up catcher, and then Susan Sarand in the middle trying to yes. pick which one she's going to go for. So there is some baseball in between. Well, that's in uh, the sport, I, remember I the mean. Scenes, yeah. yeah. So let's have a listen to that, Leroy. What are you doing out here? I'm cruising, man. 
I want you to throw the next one at the mascot. Why? I'm finally throwing it where I want to throw it. Just throw it at the ball, right? Trust me. Right, you've redeemed yourself so far. They're two I? good contributions yeah. so earlier. That's one you can curl up on the couch with your partner, grab a pot with the Dale and watch that. This is one you can't curl up on the couch with your partner, but if you haven't seen it, it is grim, it is dark, it is violent, Joey. It's Raging Bull. So oh, this is yeah. a, a boxing movie again. Go back to the sweet mm. science. Directed by Martin Scorsese. It's an older film, uh, Robert De Niro in it. And it's basically plotting the down the downfall uh, of a boxer, and it's sort of you know the, the break up with the partner and okay. the and the whole family. It's won a whole heap of Oscars. Let's take a listen to Raging Bull, Leroy. Hey, Ray. Never went down, Ray. He never got me down, Ray. Mm. You hear me? Never got me down. Yeah. See, look. <laughs> It's grim. It's dark, Kath. Not sure you're right. <laughs> Although, you, as a grim, as a uh, Grand Theft Auto fan, you actually might like it. So, that's Raging Bullet number three. Now, I'm missing num- a few that I'm thinking of, so I just mm. hope you There's really a lot. Like when you think it. about it, there yeah. are a lot. Really? It's hard to top five. Number two. Now, this is one of my all time favourites. This is the film that I watched with my mum at a picture theatre. Uh, in Geelong, and when it got a bit raunchy, she, like, embarrassingly covered my eyes right. when, I, when, when I was eight. Like, she okay. reached her arm across, and as an eight-year-old, that was quite embarrassing. But white men can't jump. It is super yep. fun. The trash talking, the sort of L.A. pickup games you've got, um, Wesley Snipes in it. They're throwing around barbs at each other and some amazing highlights in it. So let's have a listen to White Men Can't Jump. Leroy. It is hard <laughs> goddamn work making something this pretty look like a chump or a geese. Uh, so I must be doing it for a reason. Hey, well, you got me convinced, whatever the reason may be. <laughs> Fact is, I missed this shot. I walk away. I'm still a chump. Oh, it's so far so good. It's not a bad top five. That's so my favourite. Yeah. Wait, so we're at number one. Pardon? We're at number one. Number one? We're at number one. So yeah, drum okay. roll. The greatest sports movie of all time. I don't think you can go past Rocky Four. So Rocky Four. <laughs> not, not, Rocky not the, Four? Well, the, the whole series is good. you got mm. the original. But Rocky Four, you know, he trains in the snow. He comes up against Ivan Drago. He's got all the sort of, you know, the new tech and the, um, you know, super booster juice mm. and all that sort of stuff. you got Rocky training in the snow with the sleds and all that stuff. How many times have you played either Tiger at home growing up, Joey? Yeah, million. It was because of this series. Let's take a listen to Rocky Four. Drago averages 1,850. So the results quite obvious. And what results are those? Whatever he hits, he destroys. I'd say Rocky. It's about the fifth best Rocky film. Yeah. <laughs> Rocky Four. How do you put Rocky Four ahead of Rocky One, Rocky Two, and Rocky Three? Yeah. Not to mention Creed. Yeah. One, two, and three. Yeah. No, probably better than Rocky Four. Rocky Four was How my favourite. How has Coach Carter or Remember the Titans not featured in your top five? Not a big NFL guy. I'll be honest. Right. And Coach Carter and remember yeah, the Titans. Would that both, be in your brilliant. top five? Both brilliant. Yeah, I love them. I feel like I've nailed it. Uh, Dave in Heathmont has called through. G'day, Dave. What's he missed out on? Oh, apart from chariots of fire, tin cup, and then yes. let's go with uh, Caddyshack. Oh, one of the greats. Yeah. One of the greats. Now, that definitely yes, needs them in the top five. Good call. And with Caddyshack, I'm going to chuck into the mix Happy Gilmore. Son of a bitch, Paul. Why didn't you just go home? <laughs> That's your home. Are you too good for your home? <laughs> Answer me! Yeah, very That's good. Very yeah. Tra- hey, my, any given yours? Sunday had to get a mention. It's got oh. the best speech of any sport movie mm. of all time. We okay. use this one at the St. Kil- St. Kilda as a motivational video with some highlights attached to it. Listen to Al Pacino as a coach. 
Between living and dying. That is one of the great saves, yeah, isn't it? it is one mm. of the great saves. And great. can I just pick you up on something else, Jay-Z? Yeah. I have the Tigers Rocky Three song, but anyway, whatever. <laughs> Doesn't that get a running run um, Rocky Four as well? Yeah, I don't know about that. Oh, okay. I think uh, top five was good this week. Thanks, Carl. James and Clifton Spray. Oh, no, we've missed, we missed out. We had Doug. James, what are you nominating? What's he missed out on? Cracker Jack. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Triple M's very own Mick yes. Malloy. Yes. The Lawn Bowls. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Uh, oh, very good. I reckon we bring back we top get... five next week. No, no. Yeah. We'll have a meeting. No. We'll have a meeting. <laughs> okay. I was thinking top Joey's five biscuits. Yeah, I'm pretty good oh, in the oh. area. Top five Arnott's biscuits. Biscuits. Oh. Yeah. So, you've done, so you want to rank the seasons need on top yeah. five biscuits. I've had a lot of research I'll make sure I get grandma to tune in next week. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Jay-Z, you're raving about the Ed Sheeran concert last week. How good. But the fallout from it has been, is the surface going to be A-OK in time for round one of the AFL season? Yes. Front page story in the Herald Sun. You're right, Joey, on uh, Tuesday, because it looked like the world's most expensive sandpit, the mighty MCG surface. Half the grass uh, needed to be replaced. I think it's costing seven figures. It's the MCG's biggest repair job. Now, I think some reporters were sort of, you know, Getting a bit sort of Try wound up. About, build it up a bit. Of course, it is going to be ready for the blockbuster season opener. And we have the CEO of the MCC, Stuart Fox, on the line, who I believe is currently water skiing um, somewhere up the northern part of the state there. Good morning, Stuart. Good morning, crew. How are we? We are uh, very good, mate. How's it looking? The MCG, your uh, mighty backyard. Probably the best place to work in Australia. It was looking uh, <laughs> average earlier in the week. How are you looking now, mate? Is it going to be ready? Yeah, it looks fantastic. It's it's nearly finished, actually. I think we're laying our last few strips this morning, and it, and it's done. So, um, yeah, we're pretty happy with it. And, look, there was a little bit of um, hysteria in the media last week, but it was all planned, and it's a lot of, lot of turf to replace. But believe it or not, the, the turf will actually be in better condition um, than what it may, may have been a month or two ago. So you, you're replacing it with really strong young grass. So ready to go for next week, four big games. You can't be too concerned if you're water skiing, according to Jay-Z. <laughs> hey, Stuart, can you talk, talk about the decision-making process? So take us behind the scenes because I was reading the stories during the week and I thought, well, obviously the MCC, everyone knew that this was going to be happening because yep. of the Ed Sheeran concert. So what is it, what's the decision-making process like when you decide to host Ed Sheeran? Oh, oh, what was it, a fortnight out from round one? Because you've obviously got to do the maths and, yeah, take yeah. into consideration that the surface is going to be okay. No, it is. It's a, there's a lot of planning that goes into the decision-making. And I do get nervous. Obviously, we can't put anything that risks, um, you know, elite sport, particularly AFL, at the ground. So making those decisions, they don't come lightly. So mm. what did happen is you, you'll recall the AFL season was going to start a little later. And I think Gather Round probably pushed it ahead the season starting one week earlier. So it actually did get compressed a little, a little uh, tight. But look, when Ed came to us, their management, that this has been planned for about four or five years and Ed always wanted to play at the G. Um, Matt Kadinsky and um, Michael had this vision and they delivered it. So, um, you know, we took the booking double header to two concerts in a row and then um, obviously, 
you know, we just need enough time to be able to replace turf, which, you know, it's now done. And as I said, we, we, we don't have any doubts about next week. It'll be fantastic. It'll look, it'll look a little different to the eye just because there's different colour variations in the, in the existing turf and the new turf, but yep. it'll be perfect underfoot. See, I hate to be cynical, but Ed Sheeran, St Kilda fan, St Kilda don't play at the G. So he was just ruining it for everyone else. Well, they do this else. year. They do. They've got a home game this year for the first time in many years. Ooh. Oh, they do. Hey, Foxy, I'm disappointed that you fixed it because I was hoping for the glory days, a muddy centre square. I thought, can I we revisit it? We get a bit precious these days, don't we? I yes. There's a little patch just in the goal square at the moment, and it, it's probably you know a foot by a foot, and it's just it's just a tiny bit of wear. And I asked for that to be replaced the other day, <laughs> but it's just not like the old days, is it? If everything has to be perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you better watch out, Stuart. The uh, AFL Players Association might come for you if any of them get any mud on their knees. So just be <laughs> careful for that. Hey, but what about we've been talking about the opening rounds of the season, some cracking games, record crowds as well. You're expecting some huge numbers early, MCG. Yeah, we are. I think I think we'll go close to three hundred thousand through the gates mm. week one at the G. That's pretty special, wow. isn't it? And two, well, four big games and uh, two straight up. So you know, the opening round um, usually the Thursday night. You know, I, th- I think we we could go close to ninety Ooh. and um, you know hopefully go over that. But I think there's a lot of hype, isn't there, around football starting again? We've had a few tough years. This is this is looking like it's going to be an uninterrupted year and hopefully a really really exciting one. Uh, now, Foxy, last week on the show, our man here, uh, Jay Clark, put together his top five MCG moments of the last 20 years. Yes. The, mm. the list was horrific at best. Yeah. Uh, what, what would be, I mean, include, I think there were three Commonwealth Games moments in there. <laughs> I, for you, what what are a couple of the moments that would be in your top five MCG moments the last 20 years? Good of course, question. there's a three, Pete. I mean, I don't want to put any ideas in your head. <laughs> well, I did enjoy the three, Pete. <laughs> that that was pretty special, but uh, oh, I tell you what, the 2006 Com Games. I think Jay's. <laughs> oh, Stuart, no. There's a bit of a stitch up here. I think we might have planned this. Into <laughs> <a bit. laughs> no, no. For, for me, um, I've never seen anything like India Pakistan last oh, year oh, in, yes. in, yeah. in the World yeah. Cup event. And, and more for the hysteria yeah. that the two countries brought to the stadium. No one knew where to sit and how to go to a food and beverage outlet and <laughs> where the toilets were. It was just chaos, but the atmosphere was electric. Yeah. Um, that was awesome. I, I still think if you, one, one game that has always stuck with me is the 2018 grand final. To mm. see a ball move up the wing with two minutes to go, and West Coast win that game with yeah. with uh, that that late goal, that, that's pretty unbelievable. You know, Warney's hat trick I think has to go go yes. in there back in '94, mm-hmm. um, and that just these these concerts have just changed the game. Like I just the other night, so lucky we were sitting in the stadium. You get a hundred and four thousand, then a hundred and nine thousand the next night, and to see a stadium full like that. Um, normally concerts, obviously, the stage is up one end. So that was a pretty special moment when you get to sit there and see the stadium buzzing like that. Pretty solid top yeah, five. And no good. Com Games moments, I noticed, Jay-Z. <laughs> uh, in there. What was just one – I love chatting like this with Stuart Foxy, MCC, CEO. Um, what what about an event? Because obviously you know that the grand finals are going to be big days and, and you know the big events. But what about one that's caught you by surprise somewhat, Stuart? Yeah. Um, 
the the look there's the the women's t20 world cup yeah, um, that answer. was back in 220 mm. if you remember the next week victoria went into a full lockdown and um that that was a special moment but simply because we were celebrating I, th I think one of the most phenomenal sporting teams the women's cricket team the australian team mm. they are super they are superstars and just to see the emotion in that stadium that night because we were trying to get a world record attendance for a women's sporting event at the g unfortunately we fell short but it was an amazing night yeah um and, and even little things like you know the melbourne marathon finishes inside the g and for the local community to run into the g and do their final lap um, under a fair bit of physical stress is a pretty special moment for just community to be able to use the g in a different way yeah, you got one of the greatest gigs in the world, I think. We can all agree. Mm -hmm. We appreciate your time. We'll let you get back to water skiing. Thanks so much, Stuart Fox, the CEO of the MCC. Thanks for having me on. Joey, Jay, Kath, Limo. The Dead Set Legends on Melbourne's 105.1 Triple M. Sport is full of legends, and so is this show. Joey Montagna, Jay Clark, Kath Lochnan, and Limo. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Big second hour coming up, team. We've got Brad Hodge, Triple M Cricket's very own to talk all things cricket because it was a great day for the Aussies yesterday. It was when Kawaja and also Cam Green with his maiden test ton. It was indeed very exciting. And uh, Ross Lyon this week, uh, some audio leaked from him in the coach's box. Oh, yeah. Did you hear about this? Well, apparently, Jay-Z. Oh, oh, no, I've got it here. You've there we go. They're from the St. Kilda Coaches. Lee, too soon. Fair to say, yeah, life would have flashed uh, before Rossi's eyes. So when he did get uh, the email that, uh, hey, that... I'm thinking about the poor IT man that uh, made the one that uploaded the vision. Do you reckon uh, they're still, still at the club or not? I, I know Daddy. the eyes that Ross Lyon would have given him, whoever yeah. that guy was. I've seen those eyes and it would be scary. Can you imagine? How do you go about that? You're like, G'day, Ross. Um, my yeah. name's Stuart yeah. here from IT. Yeah. Yeah. To, yeah. I uploaded the game like you asked, but uh, yeah. one little small yeah. problem. Keep, uh, it, keep an eye on the job websites this week. You'll yeah. see wanted at St Kilda. <laughs> Audio yeah. engineer. Yeah, he would have said, I'm failure your feedback. You know, something like that. Uh, but, uh, but, but you have got the audio. Got I audio. have got the exact audio. I've been sort of sniffing around a rabbit all week, Joey, sort of, you know, uploading some I've been into the cloud, been into St. Kilda's cloud, so I have oh, got a snippet of uh, Ross's I'm audio. I'm not believing you. This is a stitch Well, I'm not sure he's going to be too impressed that we've got some of the uh, audio, mm. so we're going to play that in about 10 minutes. Well, whether or not we've got uh, the Ross line audio. We do have Brad Hodge. Hodgey, this is uh, looking good. How I think the, the highlight, obviously Aussie's not, but Cam Green and his maiden test ton, how good? Kath, it was pretty special, wasn't it? For a young cricketer, just tick off a first test match, 100 is special. Um, he's played well in the past, probably had a few chances, but batting at six is never easy when you get stuck with the tail, but he had the opportunity to bat with the class player in Aussie and uh, it was a really good partnership. Hodgie, oh, I saw some numbers yesterday. His batting average and bowling average are both better than Ben Stokes, who we regard as one of the, the best all-rounders in the world. What are, what are the capabilities for Cam Green going forward? Like, can he be the best cricketer in the world at some stage? He can be. There's no doubt about it. He's probably one of the most richest at the moment. Yeah. He's not far away from taking a $3 million check from the IPL. But one of the things is that he's got all the attributes. As you know, any sportsman can fit into a mould or be good, but when you're special, when you're six foot six, when you bowl 140, 
and you bat like that. Um, one of the things which has been completely impressive about Greeny is that his his pathway into the Test match arena was not by mistake. You know, he averaged fifty in Sheffield Shield cricket, had a good record in bowling, and you know that that's the cornerstone of, of success at the top level. So it's not a surprise. Hodgy, how much admiration do you have for Usman Khawaja? I think when he spoke in the press conference, you know, he talked about maybe the lack of faith that selectors had in him, this perception that he couldn't play spin. It's been an incredibly persistent tale. And you, as someone, knocked on that door for a long time. You must take your hat off to Usman Khawaja. Oh, 100%. Um, what's he got now? I think it's 12 or 14 test centuries. And, yeah, that's getting up there. Mm. That's a that's a quality record, no doubt about it. And, you know, we, we've chatted uh, personally about, you know, the, the sliding door moment where he got an opportunity in Sydney and peeled off that 100, yeah. uh, probably when he wasn't actually even going to play the test match. So, yeah, there's special moments in sport where you've just got to admire him. I, I still look at him and think that his heart doesn't beat above 40 beats per minute <laughs> and think, I don't know how he does it facing fast bowling, but he just looks uh, relaxed. He looks calm. He's got a great awareness of understanding of, a, who he is as a person, and also where he's at as a sportsman. He's such a well-rounded human and just fits into that team beautifully. But, yeah, we, he's had his challenges in the past, overcome that, and succeeding, which is awesome to see. Uh, Hodgie, the whole lot of this test match so far for mine uh, came at the beginning of day one when the Australian Prime Minister, Anthony oh, Albanese, that, <laughs> with the Indian Prime Minister, Narendra Modi, yep. jumped on the back of Hodgie what looked very much like a Batmobile to me. <laughs> yeah, it did. It did. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how to describe this entrance <laughs> into sport, to be honest. I, look, I've never seen anything like it. Probably won't witness it again. Um, but I'll hopefully the... Uh, <laughs> look, look the, the good thing is for the PMs, he didn't have to roll his arm over and embarrass himself like yeah. Don Howard did many, many years ago. That is true. But what he did do, Hodgie, is he stood arm in arm with the team and sang the national anthem. Yep. Was that a step too far for you? Well, you know, usually it's left to, uh, you know, the Woolworths cricket kids to do that. But obviously the, uh, the Prime Minister was feeling that he could fill that void. Um, I, I, you know what, I'm going to put a challenge out to him. I want to see him play a game of cricket. If there's yeah, so much love yeah. involved with the Australian team, yeah. get him out there, get him into some park cricket at the lower levels and see if he's got some talent. You just wonder whose idea it was to have that Batmobile type set up for the lack of honour <laughs> pregame. game It was so cringe. I'll tell you it? what, whenever politics mixes with cricket in India, yeah. it does not end well. Remember this, bloke? Suchin Tendulkar to Virat Kohli. Kohli. Hey, Archie, just before Kohli. we go. One of the best moments in sport, wasn't it? King Kohli. Hey, Archie, before we let you go, it, it all seriousness, how do you think, from an Australian point of view, I mean, we still got um, a fair bit to play out in this final test, but how do you assess the whole series? Because, gee, there's been a lot going on and you can't help but think if they just had a, uh, got a few things right in that first test and even the second, well, who, who knows, could have been a series win for the first time since 2004. But how do you think Australia will assess the whole series? Yeah, look, Kath, I think the, you know, the feedback from the, everyone outside of the team, it was pretty brutal, actually. Um you know, we had a couple of heavy uh, losses in the batting department. But the reality is, is that everyone who's tried and gone to India over the generations, what, have we won one series in India? Mm-hmm. 
And it's such a tough place to play. It's such a tough place to manage. And, you know, mentally it's a challenge. Physically it's a challenge. And technically it's a challenge. Um, and that's why it's so hard. So I'm really extremely proud of the team, how they were able to bounce back after those first two losses. Yep. To be honest, I would have just packed the suitcase and come home and said, you know what, you're too good. Let's, let's shake hands and be done. But they fought back. It was an awesome Australian performance, and that's what we want to see, right? That's that's what the public just expects of our great national team. And then so far in this test match is good. Where will it end up? I'm not 100% sure. The wicket looks an absolute belter. Um, hopefully it dusts up and breaks up, but it, it doesn't look that way. I think uh, Indian team have gone for security of a flat track, and, and it might peter out into a draw, but... You got to remember those moments in sport, like Adelaide when the great Shane Warne stood up in front of his team and said, "You know what? We're going to win this game." And maybe Nathan Lyon or a young Todd Murphy or Kuhneman or whoever it may be might be that person in this test. So, be great to finish two all. Be mm. a real good achievement, I reckon. Yeah, hopefully, before, before we let you go, Hodgie, last one. We always play a little uh, pick one. You have to go yes or no here. Will Davy Warner play in the Ashes? Oh, I spoke to him yesterday, actually, so I'm going to say yes. Okay. Mm. Okay. Yeah. He, he was running. He was actually physically doing some training, so I'll say yes. But, hey, look, I, I thought that I'd be selected a number of occasions as well. Put <laughs> <laughs> a hole in my career, so maybe they might do the same thing. Maybe, I'm not sure. I remember the double ton against West Indies, Hodgie. Don't worry about it, Bring on the World Test Championship final and the Ashes, of course. Hodgie, appreciate your time. Thanks, team. See you later. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Okay, finally, you flagged this an hour ago mm. that you had the Ross line leaked audio that's been in the news all week. Yep. Go, Jay-Z. This well, is your time to shine. He said, well, give us a first of all, let's uh, because I'm loving this. Yep. Uh, yeah. But first of all, Joey, can we get a little insight on Ross line? Yeah. Can he get brutal? Oh, y- with- yeah, he does. But he does it in little sort of um, with little quips and little sort of one-liners and little sarcasm. He doesn't sort of oh. give a direct spray and name call and call you things. He just does little well, sort of things. You know, like tell, the, tell the nonna one. No, like, yeah. it's, it's always. I mean, when he, my skin folds are raised high, he always used to walk past. Oh, you've been a nonna's for dinner. <laughs> he'd do one like he'd be like, Joey, you can run. All you can run. Lenny, you can. Schneitz, you're quick. Just give them blokes little clips and all those sorts of things. So. Uh, I did sit in the Hawthorne coaches box once when mm. Clarko was coaching. And, and I will, ball. serious observation, he only had a crack at the really experienced players. Mm. Yeah, he, ne- he never got stuck into the younger yeah. uh, players. Well, in the coaches it, it box. is a good thing he's now Cuddly Ross. Because if this was 10 years ago, then he might have been jumping straight back up with us in the commentary box, uh, Joey. But he survived it. He said he went through with Jack Steele and some of the senior leaders, went through the full transcript. So um, it's all clear. Just I think some retracted bits in the yeah, transcript. Here's the full transcript. Yeah. Retracted. <laughs> I can't quite read that. You didn't do what? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, don't worry about that bit. Anyway, so I've, met, I've got up into the St Kilda cloud and been talking to the recruiters. I've unlocked the key. And I've got because somebody... it hasn't leaked anywhere this week. No. I was expecting it to come out. Yeah. Well, I, I have happened um, to get my hands on it. So there's a couple of bits of audio here, only a few snippets. Leroy, <laughs> let's take us through the first snippet of the leaked Coach's Box audio from the St Kilda Coach's Box of the Weekend. Is he, is he coaching from a toilet? 
Yeah, the Rabbit Rabbit Coaches Box Audio. It's pretty echoey. He sounds a bit off. Is he? Did he have flu the other day? It's quite squeaky by the by the sound of things. There's more. There's more. Oh no. I didn't realise I was working with Michael Winslow. Yeah. Yeah. One of the great. Just in case anyone's wondering, this is uh, me and my Are we going to have to endure a third one here? Oh, there's actually, there's right. actually oh, four still quickly, Leroy. <laughs> The way you spoke, I reckon it was pretty good. Not bad. It was, well, I um, mean, covered up slightly by the horrific audio. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, well done. The echo. You, oh, are, you okay. only have to suffer through one more of these. So oh, there's another one. Yes. <laughs> what about Philippoo? I say I don't play the kids. It's fingernail deep analysis. Philippoo's in round one. Kevin Eddie two. <laughs> Do you think so, Ross would uh, like that? I want Ross's feedback on those uh, impersonations, by the way. He's listening and he says, I think you've nailed it, Jay-Z. Oh, so that's very nice. Nice how, to have how, well done. how long did that all take you? <laughs> I, I stepped into the, uh, the recording box earlier with DC and I said, I, I said to him, this could be the end of me. <laughs> I'm glad you've kept our listeners waiting over an hour for that. They are now, oh, yeah. oh, they can relax now. Yeah. So well done. Good. But I don't think the word is... Um, would, would the other clubs be tempted to listen to it, Joey? If it was sitting there, would you press play? Hang on, on what you just coughed up. <laughs> After they've heard me. I don't think there was a heap in it, to be fair. I yeah. mean, they're just a normal practice match sort of stuff, some tactical things. But again, most clubs, it's, there's, there's nothing sort of scientific or too, you know, too much about it. So I don't think anyone's heard it anyway. It was just getting on the front foot. And uh, yeah, it's given everyone a bit of fodder for a few days. On a serious note, he's going to have to pull a rabbit out of his hat because when you think about some of the big names missing, we joked about the key forward, but it's seriously, Anthony Caminiti yeah. is going to spend the year waiting at a steak mm. restaurant. Mm. He's, he's a cafe worker and, and studying, so he's going to be out of the goal square. You'd think round one, Seb Ross is out, Max King's out. So if he can somehow pull a Memories rabbit out of his 50, hat. 50-50, I think. I think he's really doubtful. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's a huge uh, clash against his former side, the Dockers. And if he can get up, oh, boy. Surely Saints win. fans are going to lower their expectations now, though, with the injuries. they dealt a few rough cards to start. Yeah, oh, I think so. Mm, I think everyone yeah. understands where the club's at. They need to get yeah. more talent, need to find out who's going to take the club where they want to get to. Yeah. An exploration, and, yeah. Will Ross Lyon be bobbing up on our show again, Jay-Z, this well, year? Um, not, no. Is he still so, going to be a sure. friend of the Triple M family? <laughs> We're still going to get him on. We we'll surely will be able to get him on for Sunday because we've got Stevie J and Dale Thomas. Doing the Sunday rub this Re- year. Replacing yes. Ross and Duck. So we look forward to that. Yeah. Hey, Emma Friedman, she is up next uh, to give us her tips. You're going to Flemington today, aren't you? Can't wait for it. So you'll need to listen to this. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends, Joey J, Kath and Limo. Joey J, Kath, Limo. The Dead Set Legends on Melbourne's 105.1 Triple M. Sport is full of legends, and so is this show. Joey Montagna, Jay Clark, Kath Lochnan, and Limo. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Joey, Jay-Z, got a treat for you. Mm. Your former colleague. Yes. 
the, the one who steered this ship before I jumped on board, <laughs> Emma Friedman. She joins us on the line. Hello, Emma. Superstar. I'm sure the, uh, the, the ship is still afloat, though, Kath, so congratulations <laughs> to you. Just. I needed a bit of help, so we got Lemo on board now, too. I'm slowly steering it into an iceberg, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys? Yeah, good, Emma. We know Jay-Z, a little bit yes. flat with uh, with that because you got told he wasn't funny enough, yes. Emma, so that's why now Lemo's joined the show <laughs> yes. because Jay-Z, you know he tried to crack all those funnies? Yes. He's being told jokes. just to keep it out of the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. The supermarket one's not allowed anymore, Jay-Z. <laughs> no, he's still, do- he's still banging on about supermarket prices. Don't worry about that. I'll never get old, mate. Never get old. Hey, how about you? How are you going? Great time of year now. We're getting into the autumn. The racing heats up. All the superstar horses are out and about. You must be excited. Very excited, uh, Joey. Uh, we've started our new show as yes. well, Show and I, Horses for Courses, which is going really well, which um, can stream on 7 Plus, and then it's on air this morning um, on 7.2 before we start our broadcast. But, yes, it is a great time of year, as you know. So today um, I'm out at Rose Hill Gardens. We've got the Coolmore Classic for the Phillies and the Mares over the 1500. And then down in Melbourne at headquarters, of course, the one that you'd all be excited for, the New Market Handicap, which is kind of like, the Melbourne Cup for sprinters, if you will. So all the good horses out and about and plenty more racing over the next six weeks. Tell us about the new market just quickly, please, because this is a handicap. So it is a really tough to find a winner. There's about 12 horses that could probably win. Some of the younger horses down the bottom of the scales and some of the superstars up the top. Where are you sort of thinking for someone that wants to have a punt today in that race? Oh, my God, it's so tough and you're yeah. so right. So the better the horse you really are proven over time, the more weight you're allotted. That's the way a handicap Work So Private Eye at the top, I am tipping him, even though he's got to lug the 58 kilos. He is just an out-and-out superstar when it comes to sprinting. It wasn't too long ago that they were actually running him over the mile and Joe Pride actually realised, you know what, I reckon this this horse actually goes better Mm. over the 1,200. So, um, you know, he's a superstar performer. He's won over $6 million in prize money. Brenton Abdullah comes down from Sydney um, to ride him. He has got a great record over the 1,200. Terrific first up record as well. Um, he's won over the straight six in the Gill guy when he was fresh. So I am tipping the toppy. Yeah, I think I'm years. heading towards in secret. That's uh, where I might be heading. Emma, Emma, we know we we like an early victory too when we go to the races. I'm headed to F- uh, F- uh, Flemington today, and I can't wait. Race one, number four, shock them over. Big spruik about that horse. I think it's only two bucks, but there's plenty of chat about that one. But what's happening up there in the Coolmore up at Rose Hill? I'm sure that's where you'll have your peepers focused today. How do you think? that plays out yeah the Coolmore is another really interesting race jay-z so for the phillies and the mares it's a group one as i said over the 1500 meters and also you've got that variance in the weight scale so up the top is hinged um she's a superstar performer she's won one and a half million dollars in prize money she's already a group one winner and she's got james mcdonald on her back so that's always a plus hope in your heart for kerry parker she's hoping to win her first group one for me, though, I'm going with the Kieran Ma and Dave Eustace trained filly in Ruthless Dame, who mm. um, you might remember that in the surround stakes a few weeks ago, there was a blanket finish. So four of them fighting it out, including in secret. She was so, so close to win that race. Um, I think she's been excellent this time in. She's a filly with plenty of upside and you'll get a bit of a price about her, maybe $8. So Ruthless Ooh. Dame for me. Emma, Billy has told us, Billy Brownless has told us to keep an eye on his or Steel City in race City. four yes, up there at Ramigo. Yes, it was yes. very unlucky in the, uh, in the the Blue Diamond. So it's gone up there and hopefully if it can, I think it needs to win or come first or second today, there might be a chance to get in the Golden Slipper field. So keep an eye on that one. And just a little one for you, Emma, between you and I, I've just been given yes. a tip for Ayrton. 
uh, down here yeah. in race eight in Melbourne today. So that's just between you and I. I don't share it with anyone else. <laughs> Maybe Ed yeah. is the way to go. But uh, Horses for Courses, the show, you and Richo, how good a show is that? Magic. The two best yeah. in the business. So looking forward to that this year. And we always appreciate your time, Emma. Thanks, Thanks. guys. Uh, happy punting today. Thanks, Emma. And do remember, team, always gamble responsibly, of course. The Dead Set Legends. Give me a spell. Give me a spell. Give me a spell. I'll go first because I okay. didn't go last week. Um, I think I've said this one before, but it's still grinding my gears. Mm. Newspapers at cafes. What's happened? What? Not having them. Not having them. Yes, I agree. I, it's appalling. Yes. And they mm. still run with, Limo, the mm. COVID excuse. No, 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 no. That's like two years ago now. Buy a newspaper so I can sit there and read the paper. Yeah. Thank you. What about you're not worried Bench about? Over. You're not worried about someone else's grubby mitts been all over that no, paper. No, I like no, the okay. hard copy. Yeah, no, I, I once went into a cafe and said, "Oh, have you got the Herald Sun?" And he said, "Of course not. Why would I have that newspaper?" So <laughs> I worked there. Oh boy, was that an awkward coffee? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Give me a spell. Yes. Uh, the horse end assembly. Uh, this week tested positive to cocaine. Oh. Did you hear about this? I didn't say this. I had no idea that horses have a mad Monday, but apparently they do. What was the story behind that, by we the way? tested positive. They're, th- they're going to take $200,000 worth of winnings off this horse. Now, if anyone needs $200,000, it's a horse with a cocaine problem. Honestly, I think the fan, the horse was at an Airbnb party. And they, uh, <laughs> no, the horse has claimed, the horse, the horse thought it was crushed up anti-inflammatories. <laughs> Didn't realise what was going on. But I was sus on this horse at Friday track work. I mean, we had cameras down there at Friday track work. Let's choose, this is Friday track work. Yeah, so... <laughs> and then, <laughs> And then before the race itself, uh, there's, I think it was Jason Richardson actually interviewed the horse. Let's have a listen. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so, and, uh, so that was a bit. So anyway, the, horse, the authorities want to talk to the horse now, yes. but the horse doesn't want to talk. The horse is being very difficult. In fact, let's, right. cro- let's cross down there now to see how that's. Okay. Do you want to play rough? <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope that all works out for Anderson. That is the most well prepared <laughs> give me a spell we've ever had. Yes. That is a very good give me a spell. Yeah. Uh, I thought I had not a bad give me a spell today because I want to give my wife a little clip here, Aaron, and give me a spell. Because this morning, so we've got some um, security cameras installed at our place, uh, yeah. Liam, because we live in the ghetto of Brighton. And oh, yeah. <laughs> Beck Judd has spoken about, I, hey, it's the crime I, capital of Melbourne, Brighton yes. at the yeah, moment. Real, real gang problems so down some, there. The yeah, Lululemon crew <laughs> coming to attack. <laughs> so just for some safety, we've had some cameras yeah. in the front and the back of the house for, for a few months. And, and then it comes a notification on your phone if someone comes to the front or the back door. Well, oh, this sure. morning, Erin put a flutter up for us. She looked the, um, on the phone and someone came to our door at two o'clock this morning. Had a, a flashlight. Stop. And uh, Aaron was a bit freaked out. So yeah. she was all, what do we do? Call the police? Or do we yeah. you know, just keep an eye out for it? And so 2 a.m. Yeah, 2 a.m. So we're a bit um, you know, hot and bothered. Anyway, mm. I walked out of the house to come here and uh, it was the Hello Fresh man who dropped off the Hello Fresh <laughs> at the door. So he was doing the overnight shift. But Aaron, she put the wind up as all. Well. We thought we had someone yeah. with, a, with a flashlight looking into our window. No, yeah. it was just the Hello Fresh man. So oh, give right. me a spell, Aaron. Come on. <laughs> hot and bothered at 2 a.m. Though. That's an interesting line, Joey. Hey, I've got one. Um, <laughs> This week as well, and I want to give me a spell, probably not for the first time, um, Megan and Harry. Now, no. you know, I would say probably this is the absolute height of hypocrisy. The two people who said, I don't want anything to do with the Royals, take, take our titles off us, leave mm-hmm. us alone, all that sort of stuff. But they've got two kids, right? Yeah. Archie and Lilibet. 
And what what do they want for their children, Joey? They want to be called. What do they want to be called? They want to be called their their royal titles, right? Pr- prince, oh, and, oh, prince, right. And, yeah. and princess. Okay, yeah, so yeah. Could, could, can you have that both ways? Would can you dis- can you completely distance yourself distance yourself from the royal family, but then you say their kids might want the billions though later on? No. Give me a spell. Yeah, yeah give I think yeah, they're, they're we're on the same seriously. page. With that. What did South Park call it? The World Privacy Tour. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And how Brilliant. funny is it? Hey, yeah. one of our better give me a spells. I'm not sure how <laughs> yeah. we're going to go for the rest yeah. of the year talking yeah. that. But hey, it's time for this. Your dead set legend. Triple M's dead set legend of the week. Mate, you are a legend. We haven't really spoken about it in the show, but I want to give a shout out to Tim Zoo, who's going to fight tomorrow yes. for the uh, the super welterweight world title. It'll be his first. It's on track, Limo, for the fight tomorrow in Sydney to be the second highest pay-per-view ever staged in Australia. So it's only uh, the Mundine-Danny Green fight back in 2006, yes. I think, will be hard to top. But the second yep. highest pay-per-view, huge moment for Tim Zhu, 28-year-old undefeated, looking to win a world title. So good luck to him. He's fighting against Tim Harrison, uh, Tony Harrison, Tony Harrison, I should say. Yeah. Uh, I think I think Timmy Zhu can what get it What time is it on? It'll be, it'll be late in the afternoon, oh, I would think. But a find a pay-per-view, get some KO or Fox and have a look. It'll be a great moment. Yep. Taking his father's footsteps to win a world title. Yeah, good luck, Very Tim nice. Zoo. We're right behind you. Hey, well done, team. Enjoy your weekends. Your Have last fun footy the races, free Jay-Z. weekend. Can't wait. Last yeah. footy-free weekend. Soak it up. We'll see you next week, and we'll have actual footy to talk about. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends, Joey J, Kath and Lemo. That's it for this week's edition of Triple M's Dead Set Legends. How good was that radio craft? <laughs> These legends will be back next week. It's like Adele Santo Montana one, two, back in the day. <laughs> 